One more show to wrap up a wonderful year here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. And of course, it had to be Fan Fiction Friday. Let's get into your trades. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, December 30th, 2022. This is Titan Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It's our final show of 2022 and a fan fiction Friday at that. We received several trade ideas from our listeners on Twitter. We're going to get into a few of them today, starting off with an Anthony Santander trade. He was a popular guy in your proposals. I think we got like five or six Santander trades. We actually have two that we're going to go over in today's show. Uh, the first one comes from at T Pedro, who has the Mariners receiving Anthony Santander, the switch hitting outfielder from the Baltimore Orioles, where and the uh, Orioles receive Chris Flexen and Michael Morales, starting pitching prospect who the Mariners drafted not this past year, but a year, uh, but back in 2021. So, uh, what do you think about the steal, Colby? Uh, first of all, I think it's pretty fitting that we ended last year on Fan Fiction Friday and we're doing it again this year because I love Fan Fiction Friday. Ty hates it. Um, I love Fan Fiction Friday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Santander is a weird one. I'm not really sure how to evaluate trades with him. He's certainly a fit and, and, you know, he's a, he's a player that I think the Mariners have some interest in. Uh, just the issue is I have no idea how Baltimore values him. Um, because before the second half of last year, he was fine. He's good. Uh, but the second half of last year he took off and he, he was, you know, a borderline star. He's, he's a left fielder. He can switch hit. He's got power. Like he's a good player, but there's two years of club control there. Uh, we know that the Orioles are at least open to trading him. We've heard as much. Um, so I just, I don't know how to value Santander. I really don't because I'm not sure how the Orioles view him. See a long-term piece of their future. Do they want to resign him or do they want to trade him? I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. and this trade in particular, I don't really think Chris Flexen's all that valuable to, to Baltimore. I know they're looking for starting pitching, um, still, but I, I just, I mean, just go out and, and sign Michael Waka. You know what I mean? Like it, it's the same thing. So why, why give up a valuable asset if you're just adding somebody like Michael Morales? Morales is a good prospect. He's an interesting prospect, but he's not going into the top 10 of the Orioles system like that. He's not that type of guy. So I just, I don't know how to value Santander trades because I'm not, this could be dead on accurate or it could be a 20 depending on, you know, what the Orioles really want to do with, with Santander. So I, I don't know, to be honest with you. If I'm the Orioles, I'm, if I'm selling Santander, I'm selling high. And if not, yeah. and if I can't do that, then so be it. I have him under club mm -hmm. control for the next few years. I feel like, you know, and I know that their GM outright said, you know, we're more so looking at 2024. Like, we don't want to spend a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. There's all that stuff that came out. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, like they still have a chance to to compete for a wild card spot this year. I think they have a good enough roster to do that and riding the momentum from last year. I, I think they're going to be in a pretty decent spot. So really, if I'm the Orioles, I'm only selling Santander if I get something really nice for him. And, you know, Flexen would help them. He would help their rotation, which does need another starter like a like a Chris Flexen in it. Uh, and I know that, uh, you know, Connor over at Locked On Orioles, you know, wanted like that's why I, I went on his show uh, about a week or so ago was to talk about guys like Flex and Marco. So there is an interest there in a starter like that. Uh, but I just I don't think that it's going to be uh, that's that's going to be what's going to land you with Santander at the end of the day. And Michael Morales, I don't think, makes up the the difference here. Um, that much because again you know Santander's had a weird career he's mostly been a below average hitter for the you know for the majority of his career but he exploded you know last year had a pretty good 2020 um, I think it's going to cost you a little little bit it's going to cost you a little bit more than a, than a Chris Flex and a Michael Morales I think uh, especially mm-hmm. with the two years of club control so um, I again it is weird uh, it is a weird market to uh, Santander's market is weird to kind of gauge, but um, I think this does miss the mark a little bit. So I'll give it a forty because I don't think it's it's not the worst thing I've I've heard, you know. And maybe it's what the Orioles would actually do at the end of the day. But just to me, if I were the Orioles, I'm not accepting this. So yeah, yeah. I I think forty is pretty fair. Um, again, the obvious caveat with every single trade that involves prospects is. We don't know how the Orioles view any of the Mariner prospects. So maybe they think Michael Morales is a future number three. And if that's the case, then mm-hmm. this might get it done. Um, maybe they think he's, you know, for a bullpen type of guy. In that case, no, this this isn't going to work. So I'll give it a 40. Yeah. All right. So our next trade comes from Banana the Bad Guy Williams, who has another Anthony Santander trade. Mariners get Santander, Orioles get Perlander Barroa, Michael Morales again, and Taylor Trammell. I think the steal is pretty interesting. What do you think about it? Well, first of all, kudos for using Ty's favorite website um, to uh, to craft your trade. That is yeah, yeah. an instant plus 10 in your grade. Um, and a negative Trammell's- 10 for me, of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Trammell is, uh, is really interesting for Baltimore. He's a guy who has multiple years of club control. I believe still five, um, you know, and, and he was once a highly touted prospect. He's certainly very athletic and, and there are, there's power in the bat. Like there are enough, even though he struggled in the big leagues, there is enough of a track record to suggest that he could be better. He could be pretty good. Uh, so I think Trammell here is, is a really interesting get. Um, I, I still think you probably want to add Flexen in this deal. So I feel like if it's Trammell, Flexen, and Morales, I, I think Baltimore probably bites at that. So I think actually, if you combine the two trades that we're we're talking about here, mm. you know, you're probably looking at probably I would say 55. Uh, I, I'm open to trading Taylor Trammell, accepting that much like Jesse Winker, uh, accepting that Jesse Winker is going to hit very well for Milwaukee. I'm accepting that Taylor Trammell probably has a year in him where he hits 270 with 30 home runs, and mm. it probably won't be for the Mariners. So. Uh, yeah, it would suck. You know, I love Taylor, but on the other hand, it would give Taylor a chance to play every day. And and uh, yeah. I, I think that I think that would be interesting to Baltimore. Maybe they want yeah. a little more security than Trammell, but I, I think he's the type of guy that Baltimore would would tend to target. Yeah, and I mean, let's be real about it. Santander in the second half of this year, I think, was hitting at his hundredth percentile. 
So do yeah. they think that right. that can actually continue? Who knows? Maybe they actually feel that Taylor Trammell has more upside than Santander at this point, and he gives them a longer-term option, obviously. So I think that is interesting for Baltimore here. And like you said, if you combine you know, T. Pedro's uh, trade and uh, this trade, um, then I think that's a, a pretty good starting point. And maybe even if you're the Mariners, you can get maybe an arm, uh, a yeah, bullpen arm, an interesting bullpen arm in, in this. Yeah, so. Can you get um, like Dylan Tate? Yeah, that would be Out really of this? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, I'll give this a 50. I'm feeling a 50 on this one. Uh, I will also give it a 50. I'll give it a 55 because I got to add oh. the bonus for uh, using baseball trade values to And of course, this was actually a 60, but because you use baseball <laughs> trade values, it became a 50. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we got time to do one more here in the first segment. Let's go over to Jordan's trade. Jordan also used my favorite website, but he does admit that trade machine bad. Yes, yes, it very much is. Uh, but this was the only way to have it posted in a clean graphic. I mean, you could have just typed it. Written it just, out. Yeah, you could have just written, written it out. You could have, you know, taken a screenshot of your, you know, notepad. Fatherhood. Or or whatever. Fatherhood has made Jordan lazy. <laughs> tis, tis, tis. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jordan's uh, proposal is with the Padres. Um, Mariners get Trent Grisham, who was mentioned by Padres beat reporter Dennis Lynn last night as someone that they might be open to trading. So uh, I think we got a couple of uh, Grisham proposals because of that. Uh, and Blake Snell, who we've talked about on this show, uh, and for the uh, competitive balance round A selection, which is number 30 overall uh, next uh, summer's draft, Taylor Dollard, Chris Flexen, and uh, Gabriel Gonzalez. So what do you think about this one? This is a big deal. Yeah, I don't think Flexen has any value uh, in this type of deal. So you got to toss him out. Um, and then Grisham's really weird. Uh, you know, I ran a poll on uh, True to the Trident Twitter account or Control the Zone Twitter, whichever one it is. Um, and it's about – I asked you simply, you know, would you trade pick 30 for Trent Grisham? And it was about 60-40 yes at last check, but – that people were, had very strong opinions about Trent Grisham. No, he can't hit. Like he's just Jared Kelnick. Uh, blah blah blah. And and uh, I don't know if I buy that. I don't think Grisham is as bad as he was this last year at the plate. I don't think he's particularly great at the plate, but I feel like he's pretty safe bet to have a one hundred ish WRC plus. He can play center field pretty well. Obviously, he can play the corners pretty well. He's got a little bit of pop. He's got some speed. So he's an interesting guy. Um, and he's probably, you know, pretty safe to win player uh, type of, of uh, bat. So he's certainly interesting. And obviously Snell, we know who Blake Snell is, but one year of club control, you know, the Padres are really pushing that luxury tax threshold. They've never really wanted to pay it before. Do they still want to? I don't know. Um, but I think this package overall is, is too light for two guys. It, it's kind of almost valuing blake snell is a salary dump and that's not how you're going to acquire blake yeah. snell so no for me i think if you want grisham and snell you're probably i mean the the 30th overall pick is is a good place to start but i think you know you're probably looking at that dollard um maybe bryce miller and matt festa you know something like that something yeah. that can help their major league roster right now too yeah, the Padres need to replenish their farm system for sure. So, like, that aspect of it is 
uh, you know, almost certainly attractive to San Diego. But the thing that I'm really getting hung up on here is Snell and Flexen. Right. They already have two Chris Flexens in their rotation right now, Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo. They're not mm-hmm. going to take one of their higher-end starters out of the rotation and essentially replace that spot with another Seth Lugo, Nick Martinez right. type of arm. Uh, so, yeah, I just I don't think that the Padres are in a position right now to make a deal like this unless they have a, you know, a fallback plan in place uh, or like another you know, lever to pull uh, in, in, with regards to their mm-hmm. rotation. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I don't really see this. And overall, I think it's too light for, for someone that has the upside of Grisham. Obviously he's had struggles. Colby already mentioned all that stuff, but, uh, you know, someone that still has quite a bit of upside, some club control, and then Blake Snell, who was quietly one of the better starting pitchers in the national league last year. Uh, yep. so uh, I'm going to go 35 on this. Yeah, I think so. I, I think if you took Snell out, then the it's a decently it's a pretty aggressive trade offer for Trent Grisham. But when you put Snell back in, then it just tips the scales way too far uh, in one dire- in the Mariners' direction. So I'm gonna also say 35. All right, so we got more trades coming up here in just a moment. But first, a message from NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. And what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. What if you kill someone? Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday. Let's get back into these trades. Next one comes from Jace. It's another deal with the Padres. Uh, this time, the Mariners get Hassan Kim, who's the other player Dennis Lynn mentioned as uh, possibly being out on the market or at least being available uh, from the Padres for Chris Flexen again and Taylor Trammell. Colby, what do you think? No. It's just, it's not going to happen. No. No, you're not getting hustle on Kim for that. Uh, Kim was a five-win player last year. Uh, and that was with him not Is really that being... Yeah, that's B-War. That's B-War. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that's with him not really being all that of a, much of a threat at the plate either. He only slashed 252, 325, 383. You're talking about a very versatile player who is probably about an average bat, uh, can steal some bags, has got some pop, and he's only, you know, he's in his mid-20s. Like, And I believe he has, he's controlled through 2025. So you're just not going to get him for for your leftovers, essentially. And, and you know, no disrespect to Chris Flexner or Taylor Trammell, but that's what they are to the Mariners right now. They're leftovers. Um, so packaging them together is really not going to get you much. And what does Taylor Trammell do for the uh, do for the Padres? Nothing. He's just there. So uh, no, you're the the Kim. If you want Hassan Kim, first of all, you know where are you going to play him? 
Um, but second of all, like you gotta, you gotta pay up. Like, I don't think you're getting Hassan Kim without, you know, probably Bryce Miller and maybe even Harry, probably Harry Ford, if we're being honest. And to me, I'm I'm out on Hassan Kim at that price. So I just don't see a, a deal that gets done where both sides are happy. Uh, and where it makes sense for both sides. So I'm just kind of out on Kim in general, but this this trade offer certainly won't get it done either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kim was a pretty valuable player last year. 3.7 F4, 5 B War, uh, according to Colby there. Um, and again, has uh, quite a few years of club control. This just misses the mark entirely for me. Um, should I do it? <laughs> <laughs> should I should I should I do it? I I'll go twenty five. I'm I'm not going to be that harsh harsh on you, but it's it's like it's a non starter. It's like you go to the Padres right. with that. They're not even going to talk to you. Like, I'll give it a thirty only because AJ Preller is so stupid. I can't say that it absolutely would never happen because he is good 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 counterpoint. Yeah, good counterpoint. I don't think there's such thing as a 20 gray trade when you're talking about AJ Preller. That dude is bad at his job and he's stupid. So It's it's You never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good point. Fair point. All right. Next trade comes from Aiden. And this is uh Aiden says this is one of his bigger deals and you know what? It it's yeah. true. It's true. It really is. Uh it's a deal with the Rockies. Five player deal. Rockies received Taylor Trammell, Chris Flexen. Wow, you guys love packaging those two together. And uh, Perlander Barroa for uh, Brent Suter, a left-handed reliever. And uh, one of my most favorite names in all of minor league baseball right now, Warming Bernabel, who's a 20-year-old third baseman uh, who's currently, I think he last played in the DSL. Um, and he's uh, one of the uh, Rockies' uh, top prospects at the moment. So... Mm. What do you think about Bernabel and uh, Suter uh, for the package of Baroa, Flexen, and Trammell? I'm not interested. Uh, I know Trammell and, and Flexen right now are, are extras, but they are major league extras. And, oh, by the way, you don't have a replacement for Chris Flexen right now. Like, I suppose, you know, Marco's probably next in line, but do you really want Marco or Flexen starting for you? No, and and so I don't I don't want a prospect if I'm trading, you know, Flexen um, and Trammell and a pretty good prospect myself. I don't want prospects. I want a major league or somebody who can help me. Um, Brent Suter, no, I, I no, I don't care about him. Yeah, like, just a real I, real quick on Brent Suter. Obviously, he's, obviously he's a lefty, and everyone wants a lefty in their bullpen, right? Everyone wants a lefty in the Mariners bullpen right now. Whatever. Everybody's stupid. There, I said it. <laughs> Anyways. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that harshly. Also, it's the new year. I'm trying to be nice, you know. New year, new me. I know you love. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's the last day. It's the last show of the old year. This is the time to let it sure. all out. <laughs> no turning back. No turning back. But uh, yeah, no. The 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 Mariners don't necessarily need a lefty in their bullpen. They just need guys that can get lefties out. Anyway, that's a whole mm-hmm. other conversation. But Brent Suter, 66 and two thirds innings pitched uh, for the Brewers. Uh, last year, uh, seven one six Ks per nine, two nine seven walks per nine, uh, three seven eight ERA, three uh, seven two X ERA, four four FIP. Uh, he was worth negative point two F four. He's whatever. Uh, did he sign a deal with? Yeah, he signed a, uh, right. a deal with uh, which, or, or did he get traded to the Rockies? Whatever. I don't remember a trade. By the way, if he did sign, this is just a, a good piece of knowledge to have. Uh, you can't trade 
a free agent that you signed until June 15th. That's the earliest you can trade him. So uh, if they did sign Suter, then they can't trade him anyways. But uh, He was me, claimed off waivers. Okay, so you can trade him. Um, but to me, no, he does nothing for me. I actually like, I mean, who doesn't like a guy whose first name is Warming? Uh, he's mm-hmm. an interesting prospect. He really is, but... Flexen really helps me now, or he can help me now. And Tramel is is just as interesting. So to me, this just it falls apart. I, I am not interested in this deal. Perlander Barreau is a pretty interesting prospect who can help me too. Like the Mariners could be trading three guys who could help them this year for a guy who's at least two years away, probably three. He's just finished high A ball. He's a good prospect. I'm not trading three potential uh, you know, uh help helpful pieces for a prospect who is as far away as this guy is and a lefty reliever who's not very good. So I'm, I'm out. Yeah. yeah I'm super out. Uh, <laughs> mm, is this the one? No, no, it's not the one. It's no. not the one. It's not the one. 30, 35. All right. Uh, next deal comes from justice Sheffield. Burner and wow, it's another Rocky straight. I didn't realize that we doubled all of these up together. <laughs> uh, that was unintentional, but yeah, two That's two Orioles you. trades, two two Padres trades, now two Rocky trades. Uh, this one you personally asked me to to put in here. Uh, it features Jonathan Daza, uh, the outfielder from Colorado, for a uh, favorite prospect of yours, Colby Juan Pinto. So mm-hmm. you again, you asked me to put this one in here. So what are your thoughts on it? 20 grade. Don't trade Juan Pinto for anything. Um, <laughs> no, Daz is an interesting guy um, because he's going to hit for average. He's going to hit 270, 280, maybe even 300. Uh, he's a pretty good defender. He's fast. Uh, you know, he's at least average and uh, passable in center field, let's say. He's probably plus in the corners. Like it's uh, passable, average. It's whatever, whatever phrase you want to use. He's good enough in the outfield. Uh, he likes, he gets plenty of hits. Unfortunately, he has no power. I don't mean like, oh, you know, he's only going to hit like 10 home runs. No, no. This guy looks up to JP Crawford and hopes to hit as many home runs as JP Crawford does one day. Like he has no power whatsoever. Um, All right. Real real quick here. Like I get that he doesn't have any power, but he slash 301, 349, 384. How was he a 93 WRC plus guy? (laughs) Colorado um, guys, yeah. their WRC plus is is usually yeah. pretty low. They get negative three point two offensive rating from from Fangraphs. That's so weird. That's such a weird right. slash line to uh, mm-hmm. WRC plus and off. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Okay, right. anyway, you, continue. You got to have some punch in there, right? And yeah, and yeah, yeah, We know that yeah. Fangraphs will inflate WRC plus uh, when somebody has an unusually high uh, on base percentage, regardless of what their other stats are. Dylan Moore, Jesse Winker. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not the perfect stat. Nobody says WRC plus is, but it's a good one. Uh, I just, how much do you care about power? Because you're not getting any with Daza, like zero. Yeah. He's the bat is very similar though to Ty France minus the, the power, right? Like he's uses the whole field. Uh, you know, he's not ever going to be highly rated on the hard hit scale and he's not going to have these great barrel percentages. He just finds holes and, and Daza has the unique ability uh, to put the bat on the ball. And, and also he can leg out, you know, infield singles, which is not something Ty France is, is ever going to do. So uh, he's an interesting guy. 
he's not perfect because again, the power is not really there. He's, you know, I think he's 29 now. I like Juan Pinto quite a bit. I really, he's a tall lefty. He's like 18 years old. He's already up to 92 big mm. Barry Zito curveball. He's six, four. He's going to put on more, you know, good weight. Like I, I'm kind of really invested in, in Juan Pinto. I, I really want to see, he's the guy, he's the type of guy that the Mariners should be signing every year um, in the international class. Mm. And they typically do, which is why I'm not opposed to trading Juan Pinto in the right deal. I just don't know if this is it. These are two really, this is a very interesting prospect for a really unique bat in major league baseball today. And it's kind of tough to say which way, which way I go on this because I I can see the merit of of Daza and I see the fit, but God, that, that lack of power like is, is, yeah, I I mean the lack of power, but you look at, but you look at the averages and the on-base percentages the last two years and he's played quite a bit of games. Like he's played 107 last year and 113 Mm -hmm. this year. 282, Doesn't, 332, 355 in uh, 2021, and then 301, 349, 384 this year. Imagine if he wasn't running 6% walk rates. Yeah. Then he'd be a 380. Uh, if he was running a, a 8, 9, 10% walk rate, he'd be at you know, three, 280, 380, 400 probably. He's such a weird player. This is such, is. A, this is such good, a yeah. good, like I said, good outfield defense, at least passable yeah. in center field, good in the corners, very fast, but doesn't steal bases. Like it, it's very strong arm too. He's a good athlete, but like <laughs> you gotta have some power, man. Like, especially if you're not going to steal bags. So yeah, yeah, just, just, just a weird player. Yeah, it's really weird. He also uh, didn't grade out though grayed out that well as a uh, base runner at least by Fangraph's standards he was about average he was hovering right. around average so that's uh huh he's an interesting guy uh I'll I, just because you've kind of stumped me here I'll give you a, a 55 because that's just interesting Jonathan Dawes is really interesting uh this is an interesting situation and honestly yeah if they traded Juan Pinto for him that'd make sense I'd be like, okay. I wonder if Juan Pinto has any autographed baseball cards I can buy. Uh, I'll say 50. 50. All right. All right. Uh, we got through two more trades to go. Put up the wrong trade there on the screen. All right. This one. Uh, currently, can the winter meeting start already is the name of this person. Or uh, <laughs> at Ham Swaggerty 69. Nice. Uh, Chicago Chicago receives this one's unhinged I mean this trade definitely comes from someone named Ham Swaggerty 69 sure Um, Ty France Jerry Kelnick Chris Flexen and Emerson Hancock for Luis Robert and Lucas Giolito with White Sox this this thing is all over the place this is why I picked this this is why I put this on here because this is just all over the place so what what do you make of this? Uh, a non-starter for the White Sox. Um, they're not trading Luis Robert. Um, you know, he is only 25 years old. He's signed through the 2027 season uh, with a couple. Uh, well, he signed through the 2025 season, but with two very team-friendly options. Uh, and he's a, a plus center fielder defensively. The bat is coming to life. Um, he was amazing in 2021, kind of took a step back this last year. 
there are some injury concerns here. He's missed, you know, large chunks of the last two seasons, but they're not trading him. Uh, and as for, you know, I, I know that you're not, you know, suggesting they get him for free, but uh, I mean, what is they going to do with Ty France? Probably play him in left field because they're the White Sox and that's what they do. But they have like nine first basemen. Like they don't need Ty France. Luis Robert is is easily their best, you know, offensive player. Um, he's their best defensive player. <laughs> like, like he's a very good player. So you're not getting him for this. Um, you know, Giolito is another guy that we've talked about who's pretty interesting. I, I think there are some pieces in this trade that you could flip for Giolito. Uh, but the White Sox are weird. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but one thing I do know is that they are not trading Luis Robert. Not for this. Um, yeah, no. So, no. This trade would be a lot more interesting if it was like Eloy Jimenez. But you picked Robert, so no. Uh, it's incredibly unhinged, uh, but it also makes no no sense. Uh, so, 30. The, it the is fact creative, that it was unhinged, The fact that it was unhinged saved it from a 25, so you get a 30. <laughs> it is it is creative. It, it's something we haven't heard or seen much of, so I'll give it a 40 for the boldness, but like... Wow. That's a that's a very generous generous bump. I, I like I like the bold. Right. Uh even if it is unhinged with a terrible at, but whatever. So yeah, you know what? 35. 35. <laughs> 35. Well, I whittled there you down. Go. Uh it's because of his love of Sam Haggerty, who's not that good, guys. Oh, huh? here he goes. Huh? Here he goes. Oh yeah, yeah. That reminds me. That reminds me. Ah, so yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. So down below in the comments if you're watching on youtube let us know who you think colby's dylan moore in 2023 is going to be who is he going to hate the most on the mariners let us know down in the comments all right let's get swaggerty certainly a a candidate too so yeah if you if you listen to our podcast our patreon show the other day i forget was it yesterday's show maybe it was tuesday's show tuesday's show yeah tuesday's show yeah colby's started this heel turn whatever <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, Just looking at stats, baby. Just uh, looking at stats. We're, 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 we'll get into this next week. Uh, Mariners, uh, this one comes from Sky Dre. Uh, this was a very uh, late submission. Uh, this one just got in there right before the buzzer, actually, uh, and it caught my attention. So uh, Mariners get uh, left-handed reliever Gregory Soto, who, uh, according to this tweet, has three years left of club control. I'll have to double-check that. Um, Tigers get Penn Murphy. Brian Wu and uh, your boy Juan Pento. So twenty. Mm, of course, you there can't you trade Juan Pinto and Brian Wu in the same trade <laughs> and expect me to be happy about it. Also, Gregory Ooh. Soto, not that good. Uh, now he certainly, you know, he he's a two-time All Star. He's a career 5.3 base on ball per nine, and he's only striking out nine guys per nine. He's not that good. Like, no, he's overrated. His FIPS, you know, 414 this last year, 359. That's fine. I'm not giving up two top 10 prospects and a pretty solid middle reliever for Gregory Soto. No, he's not that good. Right. He's overrated. I'm out. Yeah, no, I actually uh, agree with that. Uh, he is very much overrated. I'm, this is just too much for me. Uh, and this is probably what the Tigers are going to ask for. They're probably yeah. going to ask for even more than this, actually, if we're being honest. Uh, and I'm just, I'm super out. Like, he's 
dude, he, like you mentioned, the like antithesis. the walks, the, the walks are insane. The the the, the amount of yeah. walks, the fact that this guy has been an all star is nuts to me. Like it he really speaks more to the tie how bad the Tigers have been, right? Um, but also like really, you made this guy an all star and Miggy, but you left out Tariq Skubal, really. Yeah, hmm, so so strange. So that makes so sense. strange. By the by the way, if you're hoping for like a left-handed element, he's a lefty. You can get lefties out. No, he's better against righties than he is lefties. He's not that. He's not that good. He's not that good. So yeah. no, this is. You can have, Penn Murphy for him, and that's it. I wouldn't trade Brian Wu for Gregory Soto straight up or Juan Pinto. I'm out. No, not very good. Yeah, he walks uh... five guys per nine. Yeah, yeah, that's five. five. And it's not even like he's running like a 14k per nine number either. That is that is nuts. That is he's wild. Not good. Yeah. Okay, I should rephrase that. He's fine. But you're paying for high, you're paying high leverage reliever prices for a guy in the Mariners bullpen even as, you know, questionable as it is right now, would be yeah. like their fourth best option I, or fifth I, best I, option. I think the I think a very fair statement here would to, would be to say that he has really good to even great stuff, but he just can't find the strike zone. He's one of those guys, right? And he really can't stri- find the strike zone. Sure. It's so severe that it's like he's almost like like he's not unusable, but God, you don't feel comfortable whenever he's out there when Pop he's running tie. walk rates like that. Like he definitely should not be a like the like he's a high leverage arm in Detroit. He should not be a high leverage arm in a good bullpen with no. the way that he's walking guys. You ready for this one, Ty? Sure. Diego Castillo is better. Period. End of story. Mm. Mm. He's Old better. DBB. Strikes out the same number of guys. Walks two fewer per nine. Lower whip. You know, bet uh, higher WAR. Diego Castillo is better. Would you give up three? Would you give up? You know, three top ten prospects for Diego Castillo? Two top ten prospects and and you know an interesting middle reliever for Diego Castillo. But Colby, no. he's a lefty. He's a lefty. He throws lefty no. in the bullpen. Ah. And I feel like we're piling on this guy, and that's not fair. Because no, 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 we're not. We're not piling yeah, on Sky. It's Drake. totally no, no, legitimate no, no. to ask about Gregory Soto. In fact, yeah, we yeah. haven't talked about him, so it's a good idea. But like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. We're 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 more appalled just by the, the overall hype around Gregory Soto yes. rather than you recommending the trade to make it very clear to right. you, Sky Drake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't trade all of this for, for Soto. He's just, he's like you said, he's just not that good. Um, be honest, I'll, Ty, would you trade Penn Murphy straight up for Gregory Soto? Mm. See the fact uh, that you have to, I probably would. But yeah, the fact yeah, that no, I, I, w- I would, it, I would, I think the smart, the smart answer here is yes. Uh, but right, running upside at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the fact that you stopped and thought about it says everything but, we need to know. But Penn Murphy was better than Gregory Soto this year. So Penn Mur- like, and Penn Murphy's a dime a dozen. Like yeah. Penn Murphy, they could DFA him tomorrow, and you and I would be like, "Oh, that's kind of weird." Oh well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that yeah, would be yeah, our yeah. reaction. He's just a middle yeah. reliever. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, Gregory Soto is way too overhyped. The fact that that man has two All Star nods shows you how ridiculous All Star. Wait, he has two. Yeah, I thought he only back had the back one. Years. What? Back to back years, he's been an All Star. That's yep. insane. I think he That's... was Detroit's only rep in 2021, and then this last year they picked him over Tariq Skubal. Like, wow, what are we doing? I'm speechless. I'm speechless. Yeah, Gregory Soto is is overrated. Um, That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's insane, massively so. overrated. That those numbers are terrible. So, uh, by the, I guess if the Mariners acquire Gregory Soto, the question you asked a couple minutes ago is moot because the answer is going to be Gregory Soto. He's not yeah. very good. He's just not very good. 
Uh, 35 because you created a, a great discussion here. <laughs> right. And I think, I think based on reputation, like your trade package is, is fine. But when you look you know, at the numbers, you know what? 40, 40, because yeah. I, I really enjoyed this discussion. <laughs> yeah. But when you look at the numbers, like, no, God, no, he's not worth yeah. that. But like just the hype that's around Soto, hear people all the time. Soto's a high leverage reliever. No, he's not. Hey, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this at least the the Mariners fan base would probably actually be excited about it. They'd be like, "Oh, probably. Gregory just, Soto, hell yeah!" <laughs> if Gregory Soto is a high leverage reliever, Matt Festa is Edwin freaking Diaz. Like, yeah, careful, stop. careful, pal. <laughs> just stop. Gregory Soto's a bum. There, I said it. Now, Q Monday, they trade for Gregory Soto, and we hop on the mics. Gregory Soto is one of the greatest. Yeah, this is one of the greatest relievers I've ever seen. (laughs) What more do you want? So yeah, but no, he's not very good. So I'll I'll say forty. I'll say forty. Yeah, because this was a fun discussion. It did allow us to talk about a player we haven't talked about. Sure. And you know, kind of, you know, reveal to the world our 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 feelings on Gregory Soto. Thoughts on Gregory Soto. They're not good. They're not good. So. Um, yeah, good, uh, well, good, your, your trade proposals stuff. were unhinged, uh, and the show was ultimately unhinged. And uh, you know what? I think that was a great way to end the year, to be mm-hmm. honest. I, I think this was a great uh, representation of just how this year went for us uh, and just, you know, what we're about. And, uh, you know, I want to I take a moment here uh, to, you know, real quick, thank everyone that has supported us this year. This was our first year on YouTube, our first full year. Um, running locked on mariners uh it's been great seeing the growth and everything and getting to experience this amazing uh historic season that the mariners uh went on with you guys uh, and share that and help tell that story to you guys uh it's been a lot of fun colby you have any final thoughts before we hop off i just want to say to my co-host thank you Mm. for doing a pretty good job of knowing when to shut up and letting you know me handle the important the star, things the star i yes. mean i'm just trying to let right. the star of the show shine so right you know you you're the alley-oop guy i'm the guy who throws it down like that's that's yep, really yep. what it is you're you're, all you're amazing <laughs> you're all fired there you go yeah. he's the guy well, i don't want to call him Kyrie, but like i'm lebron he's the point guard yeah, don't call me basically Kyrie. <laughs> no I'm, i i wouldn't dare so yeah, no, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, some you know new exciting things are going to be happening in 2023 that we know of, and probably mm-hmm. a couple of uh, surprises even to us are, are going to come at some point in 2023. But I'm excited to see how far we can take the podcast and the YouTube channel, and and the growth this year has been uh, really exciting. Uh, so hopefully we can can uh, continue that in 2023, and uh, you know maybe catch yeah. Locked On Astros. They're our nemesis. <laughs> Let's catch them. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you again so, so much. And again, let us know down below who do you think Colby is going to hate most on the Mariners in 2023. You can also pick Dylan Moore again. He's not yep. off the table here. You can just pick Dylan Moore again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some tells me that maybe uh, maybe Colby will lighten up a little bit on Dylan Moore and, and uh, set his sights on on someone else. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, but that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby, uh, I'm Ty. Uh, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at uh, LO underscore Mariners. I forgot my name for a second, I guess. Uh, yeah. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's been a long year. What can I say? Uh, you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. 
and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. I can't get over the fact that I forgot my name. Uh, thank you again for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast featuring the biggest stories of the day. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. Don't look, look, look. don't 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 forget the ad read that we uh, we went over earlier on in the show. Especially don't drink on, and drive. Call especially Uber. on especially on New Year's. Yeah, remember, folks, well, be careful. Tomorrow's New Year's, but yeah. Anyway, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's featuring the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball New Year, and we'll see you in 2023. Peace.